Welcome to another episode of Big Eagle Media. Got another special guest today, called by the name of Don Strapsy. How are you doing today, bro? I'm good, bro, man. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. It's been a long time coming, man. We're trying to get on you for a while, and then obviously busy schedules and everything yeah. like that. First and foremost, I was going to say I'm inspired by what you do, man. What you <laughs> guys done with SC Don's mm. is absolutely incredible. For someone who runs a football club as well, yeah. I'm learning and watching from you guys. But before we get there, we're going to go all the way back, because before people knew you for football, mm. we knew for other things. So... I mean, where'd you grow up? Uh, where, where did you yeah. um, live? Um, Lewisham. So I was born in Lewisham Hospital. Yeah. Um, and I've always lived within Lewisham Borough. So like um, Lee Green, Catford, um, Mottenham, which is like just between Grove Park and Eltham. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mainly Catford, Lee Green. I moved about a bit, mm -hmm. but yeah. I mean, how was your sort of upbringing? Your, your parents both there at the time? How, how, how was you growing up in the household at the time? Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I come from both my parents in the house. Um, I had a good healthy childhood in terms of active I was doing everything like sports uh, boxing athletics football um, we, we didn't have we, we was pretty um, unfortunate in terms of money we didn't have a lot of money but I've always I say it all the time I had so much love and guidance in my house my mum and dad was there um, so childhood was good but I, I, I had some amazing memories from when I was a child what do you think um is the importance of having both parents in the household. People take that for granted. Yeah. There's things that happened maybe in the old school way, right? but not the same. It doesn't really happen as much anymore. Mm. What difference do you think it made for you? For me, bro, it's important. Um, it's, all, it's all I know, so I can't, I can't, I don't know what it would be like without my dad there, but with my dad there, it was, it was, um, it's my mum and my dad are there at all times. And I think it's very important because even when it came down to certain things, when, when I was getting into trouble, it was more kind of, I don't want to let down my mum my and my dad. Um, but I guess just for me, being a young boy, having a positive role, uh, male figure in the house at all times, it was, it was good. It was, imp it was very important. And in regards to um, school, how was you academically? Um, I think I was good, bro. I was, um, I, I was, I, I was, I'd like to think I was quite smart. I was quite intelligent. But I, I, just, I was easily distracted, really easily distracted, I think. So... It was probably the same story as a lot of people, kind of um, just not always paying attention, getting distracted by other things, yeah. uh, which probably stopped me from achieving better grades or something. But I was, I was, I was, I knew what was going on. I was good yeah. in terms of my um, intelligence. I was, I was alright. So I mean, school's going well. You're in a positive household at home. What again? What then was that kind of turning point that got you attracted to the real life? Um, as I said, bro. Like I think. Remember, I, I, I lived in a, a two-bedroom flat with me and four of my sisters all in the same bedroom. So I think as a, as a boy, it, it, it comes to a point where when money, I didn't have, I wasn't, I, didn't, I wasn't one of them kids on pocket money and things like that. So I remember coming, coming to school and I wasn't a kid with the kickers and the good trainers and the good clothes and stuff. So I think I always had a little bit of hunger in me. And then sometimes that, as you get older, it can, it can turn, turn you a bit angry because like I said, I, I never forget when I was when I first went to secondary school because primary school to secondary school is a, is a difference. Yeah. And I was queuing up because I was I had dinner card. I, I used to get free school meals. Yeah. And I just remember I was getting my meal and some kid I didn't even know. He's like, "Oh, you're you're broke. You're from from a broke family." And that just that's just stuck in my head to this day. Yeah. It's never left me um, because it made me feel a type of way. And I think, like I said, I I, I come from a good. My mum and dad was there. My dad took us to church every Sunday. Uh, there was real positive influence. My dad, he still is to this day. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes like I, what you're asking me, I don't always have the answer because I have, like I said, I've got four sisters who grew up in the same environment as me, but they just went and got jobs and lived a good life. But I just got swayed. Maybe it was from my environment that I was in and the people I was around and I just wanted to make money. Um, and all of a sudden I get to like year nine and I, I stopped playing football and not really doing much sports anymore and I'm just getting sidetracked. And then you find yourself in different circles and start getting in trouble. I mean, just in regards to football at the time, was you, was you one of the better players in the team, in the area? I was a good player, bro. And I, it's funny because I know everyone's, like you said, everyone always says that. Mm. But I was a good player and everyone would tell you that I was. Um, I wasn't the best, like, in the area or nothing, but I was, I was respected as a good player. Yeah. And, um, but I never really kind of, I've never done the Saturday football. I used to play for Charlton. It was, just, it was like a school of excellence. It wasn't yeah. an academy back then. And I was there for about um, nine months. And then um, I, I got released from there. But I never really got into the Saturday thing. Um, around year nine, I started, I stopped sort of playing football. I stopped playing for my school team, just literally stopped kind of taking it serious. Yeah. And um, I kind of came away from football for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I never really, never really pursued the, the football thing. In regards to just growing up in Lewisham, in, in, in that era, was you kind of aware of the whole sort of gang situation in terms of the different crews and that, the ghetto boys were kind of synonymous at the time. Was you aware of what was going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I lived in, um, like I said, I grew up in Lee Green. Then um, we was living in a flat in Lee Green, on the red brick. Um, and then we was on the, the council uh, list. I don't know what, it, I don't know the intricates. Yeah. That's why we moved quite a bit. So then I moved to Catford. And I lived right in the middle of Catford, opposite um, Catford McDonald's which is, at the time, you had the Wildcats, which is CWC. Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, being from Lewisham, I was very aware, like, Ghetto Boys was more New Cross, Deptford. Yeah. But there was every single area, Grove Park, Catford, Forest Hill, Broccoli, there was all different little fraternities, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I was aware of what was going on. And w what kind of enticed you at the time to kind of, not necessarily join a gang, but now you're part of it? Did you find yourself, it was just an easy transition? Yeah, man. Um, I, I think I, I, I was kind of um, from like year nine, year ten. I was kind of making music and spitting. Mm. And um, in like year ten, I started, when I think back, sometimes I think I think quite a few people was possibly trying to maybe trying to bully me. If I'm honest with mm. you, when I when I look back now, because um, I had a madness with some boys from another school. They came down to my school, like sixty of them, and mm. rushed me outside my school. And there was no real reason. It was just like, oh, you robbed my cousin. That's yeah. That was their reason for it, that I robbed their cousin or yeah. something. And I started to notice this was happening a lot every time I was out and about. Because um, I was young back then and everyone wants to be a bad boy back yeah. then. But it was, it, 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 things were happening. And then, long story short, I ended up going to Deptford, which is like uh, Peeps Estate yeah. in Deptford. And um, some guy called Power, I haven't seen him for a while, but he kind of took me under his wing. Um, and that's when it started to get a bit left. Yeah. But um, that's when I kind of got a bit, a bit more involved yeah. and putting in situations which was, was probably a bit dangerous at the time. Yeah. I mm. mean, this is kind of happening now. Your mum and dad, Christian, take you to church every Sunday. Yeah. They assume you're doing the, 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 the great job. Now they're seeing your behavior. What's going through their mind? What's the conversation? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's more, um, from year 11 onwards yeah. um, because it's funny like my, 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 my dad's not streetwise like that mm. you understand um, so I, I was able to get away with well I lived in like literally Mottingham which is just past Grove Park yeah. it took me long to get to Deptford and I was getting Deptford 
um, to do what I was doing and I was coming home late but I would just tell my dad I was at my boy George's house or something like that but my, my behaviour never changed bro because I'm, I'm, I'm not a rude person I, I was never rude in my house I was never it's not like I was doing a madness and I, I was bro I was probably living one life in my house and then outside of my house I was living a completely different life yeah. it's more when, when um, I started getting kind of trouble with police and that that my mum and started realising hold on what are you actually doing yeah. do you understand yeah and then that was it really and then do you remember yeah. that kind of first arrest and then the, the conversation yeah that? like my, fir- my first arrest was just stupid on my uh, on my birthday when I was like 14 because I just graffiti in it just yeah, graffiti right. and I got nicked for that but um then it was I got nicked in my school <laughs> yeah yeah and kicked out of my school on um a suspension for like two weeks yeah. and that's when I think my mum and dad started realizing hold on Andrew you're, what, are you, what are you doing yeah. you're, you're getting because they wasn't aware yeah. They knew I was a little bit, I was never bad, I wasn't even a bad boy at school, I was just a bit, like I said, a bit uh, easy distracted yeah. all the time. So if there was something going on, I was never disrespectful to teachers. I was just kind of, my head was elsewhere. But. Yeah. So yes, yeah, when, when I started getting nicked and when, when, I, when police came and nicked me from my house in the morning and that, my mum started thinking, what's actually going on? Yeah. And my mum found grub in my, my room. Did she know what it was immediately? Yeah, because my dad smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, but but um, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, when was it? You said you started rapping year 10, year 11. Who was kind of your influence at the time? Because at the time as well, you wouldn't see too many sort of white rappers at the time. So what made you think, yeah, I'm going to start rapping? And did you, and I guess when do you start rapping? I'm asking so many questions. Mm. When did you start rapping and being confident to spit around the man them kind yeah. of thing? Um, I, my, one of my influences was some, my, my boy Rodney. We called him um, Raw One. He was big, big Rodney. Because he was always into music from early. Um, and I was always good at English, yeah. always. Um, so I always used to write poems and things like that anyway. And then, um, that's, this is Channel U days. So the pe- people that I recognised were on the TV. And I just found myself listening to like grand music and stuff. And I just started writing. And then I'd, just one time in year 10, I just wrote a lyric and I spat a lyric and the whole playground went all mad. Yeah. And then from there, bro, I just kind of c- continued. And I started enjoying it. And the, the, at the time, wasn't Don Strepsy? Um, it was Venom. I was yeah. called Venom Kid. <laughs> but um, somewhere in my area was also called Venom. Yeah. Craze Two Four's brother Venom. Yeah. So I said, now nah, let me change my name because he was more known. Yeah. Then I was, um, yeah, Don Strepsy. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, how did Don Strepsy come about? Is it Strapsy obvious? came or? about. No, Strepsy came about just me, but I thought it sounded it sounded like a sick name. I was called yeah. myself Strepsy, and then. Don end up putting Don in front of it, Don Strapsy, and I yeah. just kind of ran with it. And at the time, you're starting to make a bit of noise. When did you start realizing, oh, people are fucking with me, like I'm doing? Because you start collaborating with different people, people yeah. on my ends and that as well. So, yeah, yeah. Like, when did you feel like, oh, actually, what track was it, or what mixtape, or what sort mm. of song came out? Um, you know what? I, I was doing my thing kind of within my area, mm. and then back then, everyone had little crews and everything like that. And I was just kind of, I, I was good, do you know what I mean? I, everyone knew I was decent. Um, and it just started to, my name started, because I was about as well. It wasn't like I was just some kid who was just writing. Mm. I was out here as well. So mm. I think people I thought, oh, this guy's decent. Um, and it just, it, I don't know, bro, it just kind of, around South London, it was just getting out there. It was only when I'd done the SBTV that put me on a bigger platform. Yeah. But before that, it was more South London. I was just getting, and I'd done a tune with Rev, I'd done Peckham to Deptford with Rev. Mm. So that was kind of pushed it out there even more. Yeah. And yeah, bro, it was just more like that. And I was making music with um, 
some people from around here from, from like Stainer and then man from Cholton. Yeah. So I was just in and around the areas doing our thing. So um, looking at it now, did you was it just a hobby or did you see right this this could this this it can be a music thing? What did you want to be at this time? Yeah, no, nah, I just at the time it was just a hobby, but I was just writing. I don't I don't think I knew what I wanted to be yeah. around them times, around sixteen. When I, when I, I left school at 15, because I'm born in August, so I was yeah. younger anyway. Um, and when I went to college, I was doing um, fitness, coaching development and fitness. Because yeah. I, was, I was thinking about doing coaching and going into the coaching route. Mm. But I didn't really, I, I never thought music would be something that can, um, I didn't really think like that. But I, but I used to put my, my stuff on CDs and sell my CDs and yeah. everything. But I didn't really think about being an artist like that. Did you, did you remain consistent or there's a period where you kind of took a break as well, right? Um, yeah, I took a break when I when I around 23. Yeah. About 23, I stopped. I, I was going to stop music. I wasn't going to do it no more. So I took a break for about a year. Do you think taking that break would have impacted, because you're still well-known, mm. but I guess you're more known, well-known for the football. In terms of the music, do you think taking that break kind of, things would have been different musically now? Um, no, I think I needed to take the break because I was... I was I was well known in it like I was doing well, um, but my life wasn't matching what I was doing, bro. Do you understand? Mm. And I was um, I didn't like the music. I was I, I was in a situation where I was making music I didn't really want to make just to go on radio and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and I didn't like what was going on. And plus, my life I needed to change my lifestyle around from what I was doing at the mm. time, um, and I just needed to just take a break and rethink on things. Yeah. And um, I lost the passion for music for a bit. And then after a while, I sorted myself out, got things in place. I said, no, I'm full good to write again. And I started yeah. writing and then just putting out music that I want to put out. And at this whole time period, are you playing football? You're just in Sunday league? Yeah, yeah, I've always played football. Like, so I was just doing Sunday league, yeah. always playing Sunday league football. What was it about Saturdays that you, you were just too busy on a Saturday? Or did you yeah, man, I, like, you know what it is, bro? Like, all of my friends was, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't ballers, bro, if I'm honest. Like, none of the man then was really taking football serious, bro. Maybe Big G, Big G came into football late. So he was probably my only close friend that was playing football on a Saturday. Yeah. All the other men then weren't, weren't doing that on a Saturday. Mm. Um, so number one, I also couldn't commit to that. There was training. I remember G was training like Tuesdays, Thursdays, playing Saturdays. I couldn't commit to it. And then the management, the way managers talking to their players and stuff, <laughs> bro, I can't, I can't deal with all of that. Mm. I couldn't then anyway. Now yeah. it's a different thing. I understand now that football's football. Yeah. In that environment, he's the boss and what he says goes. Yeah. But I think back then I thought, nah, it's not for me. Plus, I was just interested in trying to make money and yeah. other things. I'd really just, I really just kind of, football wasn't just something, it was just something I'd done on a Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. And how, how did the relationship with Big G start? I've known Big G since I was um, in primary school, so since like, yes, since I was about seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, came, he moved to my primary school when he was in year two or year three. Mm. And then we've been friends ever since. And you said that he got into football late. He, didn't play he got into football late, bro. He got into football when he he went jail in it. He went to Huntercombe. He was in like a youth offenders, yeah. and um, he didn't play football before that. He went in, and he was telling me that he's oh, he's playing in goal in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, man, they're just putting you in, in goal, fam. But yeah, he came out. No, I tell a lie. He played for our school team actually. I'm not talking about, but I I stopped playing for the school yeah. team. He played for the school team at the same time as me once or twice. It was yeah. just raw. He just went in goal because he was yeah. big. Yeah. But then he went in, and when he came out of, of jail, he, he's, he's an inspiration to me because mm. he came out and really knuckled down, went to college, sorted himself out, started playing football, he was playing for Nike Academy, mm. and he really pressed on with his football. Um, so yeah, he came in late, because like, around, uh, we're talking 17, that's late yeah. to kind of 
try and do something. No, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. You need kind of some sort of hand coordination. That's my point. It's not, like, it's not like he, from young, my dad, my dad used to take, like I said, I used to go football from yeah. what, five years old. My dad, my dad coached for Crystal Palace. Yeah. So I would go to all his half-term camps and that. Yeah. So I had kind of schooling, which is why I'm technically a good player. Yeah. G didn't have that. So he, it was very raw talent that he's turned into football late. I mean, so how did S.E. Dons come about and why the name S.E. Dons? Yeah. I'm, su- obviously I'm assuming Don mm. Strapsy, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so SC Dons came about for the simple reason that um, I wanted to play football, but I, I didn't want to play Saturday football. Um, my, my sister's husband, Ryan Palmer, was playing on a Saturday and he was telling me to come down. But I said, I can't do the Saturday thing. I just I haven't got the time to do it because I was doing music. I was doing what everything else I'm doing. I just couldn't commit to it. I said, I want to play football in a man. So we just made a Sunday league team because we'd always been doing Sunday football. Yeah. And then, yeah, SC Dons because South East London, and then obviously Don Don Strapsy, so we just called it SC Don. So, um, <coughs> sorry, coming there. What made you say let's get camera out? Um, <coughs> so yeah, it was I was the SC Don started in 2014, mm-hmm. um, and 2017 was when I started doing music again. Yeah. And by this time, that's when the social media thing, you had Instagram mm-hmm. and obviously Twitter was there from long before. But people basically would I, I needed to interact with my audience basically. Yeah. And even though I had the, all the platforms, um, I wasn't really into this whole like talking on camera and stuff. I didn't, I didn't really like it. So, and I needed a way to get my my character across because I'm not, I wasn't the same person I was mm. back in 2012. And people might listen to my music and think I just sounds aggressive and angry and stuff, and they don't really know me as a person. So I thought right, I'm going to start doing music. Let me start vlogging my studio sessions. And I said to Chris, oh, look, I've got my Sunday League team as well. Come film us because it always goes off. Mm. Some referees are getting slapped or something. Someone's, someone's turning up late, you know how it goes. There's always some kind of entertainment. So I said, come and film it. It's a part of my series. And then he came and filmed one. And then I edited it up. And as I was editing it, I said, like, oh, bro, this is, this is sick, you know. Mm. Like, it's deeper than just me, you know. It's like, this is, everyone relates to Sunday League football. So I put one out. No, no, sorry, we filmed, we filmed a couple. And it quickly I started realising, you know what, this is, this is, um, this is a concept here. Mm. This is sick. And I don't, really, I don't have to, it's not like I have to think, because there's a game every single Sunday. Yeah. So content-wise, I don't have to, to stretch for it. And that's kind of it. We started filming. Um, then I started putting out episodes. And literally, I've, every Sunday since, like I said, 2017, there's been an upload. Mm. There's not, like we say about consistency, yeah. we haven't missed a Sunday. Even when, even to now, when there's games getting called off, we make sure we have an X1 upload. It might not be what they want, but yeah. every Sunday there's an upload, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we just ran with it since then, bro. I mean, when did you realize, right, this is gonna be successful? When, when the subscribers, the, I mean, you would have had the subscribers for your. I already music had already. when we when we started. I think my channel had like like seven or eight thousand subscribers yeah. from just my music and that. Mm. Um, but yeah, bro, it just it just I don't know. I think I guess at first people would have thought, oh, let me see what Don Strats is like at football because mm. I'm always rapping about football and yeah. I had man in from the area that was playing as well, so the known in the area, if everyone wants to check in. But it just it just kind of grew, bro, and I f- and I, I genuinely think it's because everyone relates to Sunday League football. Mm. I, I I used to be on YouTube and just type uh, football tackles or sliding yeah. tackles. That was just something that interested me. Mm. So I think like when I was a kid, when I was 13, 14, I didn't have positive role models, but I really when I think about it and I talk to G about it all the time, like the olders at the time, they they done a lot for me. But realistically, it wasn't a positive mm. role model. Do you understand? So if, if I, when I was 13, if, I, if there was an SE Dons that I could have gone and watch Sunday morning, I would be there every week, bro. Because mm. it's, it's like, whoa, this is sick. This is the man them is from where I'm from. I can get behind it. It's positive. 
like we get young boys come along we give them jobs you know what i mean mm. they move the camera equipment carry the bottles or give them tracksuits in exchange you know what i'm trying to say so i don't know man but se dons is just it's just gone mad bro i was gonna say i mean as you, you you're now getting the videos people are coming to watch what they, what made you then say oh guys come to a match mm. is that what you done you said yeah yeah, come yeah. so match. i guess yeah yeah because obviously we started putting episodes out mm. consistently and then 1,000 views is going to 3,000 views, 3,000 is going to 10,000. All of a sudden, the count is just getting higher. And you made sure you put that monetization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But even that, bro, we didn't, we didn't see no peace for about probably two years. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I remember we are buying camera equipment and investing in ourselves. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so, oh yeah, so the, the supporters coming along. Um, it just started getting bigger. And then we started noticing like a one or two supporters would turn it up. Yeah. Usually it's just your, it'd be the parents or girlfriends or yeah. man them on the sideline. Then we start seeing someone from two or three people turning up. They might have a Don hat on. Yeah. Like, oh, what's going on? Where are you from? They'll come from all over the place. Mm. And then that just keeps happening. And all of a sudden we say, ah, cool, we'll start putting out where we're playing. Start putting up on the, on the page. We're playing here, 10 o'clock. And bro, they just, people come, bro, it's mad. And I mean, looking from afar, I've just seen it as amazing because we've kind of done it differently. Instead of going to YouTube, we've had it with a football club because we, my whole thing was let me make it a semi-professional club. And we didn't really do the YouTube thing. We've done it, let's get the call first, let's go on BBC, let's yeah. go on. And I think we missed a trick there because you kind of need to build up from foundation, the grassroots. Mm. And the issue we always had, we didn't have our own ground or our own stadium. Yeah, but yeah. what you guys done there, because now, you do a cup game, you're getting 2,000, 3,000 yeah, supporters yeah. coming down. I mean, when you see that, you, what are you thinking? Yeah, bro, it's, um, it's mad, bro, it's mad. It's really amazing, man. It's, it's just hard work and dedication. Mm. And, um, you know, like we played Bay Tees about a month or two months ago in Barking. There was like 2,500, I think. No, no police, no security, mm. no trouble, no one, no one, nothing. Oh, the little push and shove and that, but... Yeah no nothing over the over the over the mark yeah. um, and that's amazing for the scene for the culture and it's it's just good bro because we've, there's there's a market that we've created now like everyone's bringing cameras out now on yeah. sunday league do you understand like m more so on a sunday than on a saturday yeah. i mean we've got isaac now who's our cameraman for the yeah. anyway because he'll be like you know we, we missed a trick it's a bit late but we're gonna keep doing it as mm -hmm. well so you're definitely inspiring it's inspiring us i mean how do i get obviously i'm not i'm happy but how do I get um, trials for SE Dons? Is it something that you yeah. guys do or how does it work? Nah, you know what? We, um, they haven't done trials, you know. Um, it's more been... Because remember, we've only got the first team on a yeah. Sunday. Um, so it's usually someone knows someone or we're looking, we need a striker or we need a midfielder. Who, like A lot of the boys play football in that football community, so they can find someone. Um, only up until, I guess, this season, really. Everyone that came in, we, we kind of grew up with a new. Yeah. But obviously, as you expand and you grow, you, the, the levels have got a lot higher. And how does that work in regards to egos and people saying, it's look, tough, bro. it's like, bro, you're good, it's but tough. this is a brand. Mm. And, and is that why the 11 started? It's, yeah, bro, because it's tough because you have to understand as well. SE Dons, yeah, it means a lot to a lot of people. Mm. Like, honestly, bro, um, like my mum was a big part of this club, innit? She used to wash our kits and stuff. My, my close, uh, so the, the original SC Dons, even all the boys now, I love all of them, mm. but the originals was really my people I grew up with yeah. proper. My boy like Drops, um, Doug, and Amanda, and like, when we say anything for Paula, it's not just about my mum, because 
everyone, loads of people have lost people. Mm. But the reason I'm just bringing this up is because of what my mum meant to them. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's tough because man like drops and a lot of the boys, I don't want to start saying names because I'll miss, I'll miss names out. Yeah. But they love the badge. They love this club. Mm. It's, it's such a healthy transition. We're talking about people that were ex gangbangers and whatever, whatever. They found something which they can believe in and get behind and support. And it, it, it feels like that it's their club as much as it is mine, mm. which is why I'm saying it's tough when you're progressing and you're having to bring new players in. And you look, I'm looking at someone that will die for this club or, or this, this movement and having to say to man, bro, he's got to play over you. Mm. And so at, at, at the start with a lot of the man, it was tough because mm. they love it, but then they think they, they want to play because it's, it's football as well. Mm. Um, so it's tough to kind of grow, but at the same time, make sure everyone is, is looked after. Mm. And that's why with the X1s, we, we, we're successfully doing that at the moment. Yeah. Because it's the man them that really love this club, but we're not good. Me myself included, I'm not good enough to play for the first team anymore. Yeah. So yeah, we we played yesterday. We lost the X ones, didn't it? We yeah. lost yesterday two one. We, we, we mad B, Mr. Mad uh, absolute sitter, bro. You'll see it on Instagram <laughs> soon. Yeah, but um, that's a usual for Mad B still. Yeah, you know I'm yeah. saying, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough, as you know, you're in football, innit? Yeah. So like, um, you build like, especially with Sunday League, it's different because Sunday League is is your club, innit? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're growing now, which means, yeah, a lot of the man, them, they're not really getting game time. Yeah. So we're trying to do our best to make sure they're looked after in certain ways. Everyone has been able to build brands as well off of the yeah. back of this. I was going to say, because yeah, uh, yeah. Doug's gone on to do uh, the podcast and pounds. Big G's yeah, yeah, yeah. doing. So Soccer, it's like, um, mm. so I even told Mad B, I told him that two, three years ago, I said, mm. do what you're doing, but also yeah. work on other things as well. Yeah, of course. You're part of the whole brand. Yeah, so that man. Montel's got, got his clothing brand and that. There's, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So, I mean... What is it next for you guys? For me personally, seeing from afar, I say you guys are a juggernaut, right? Mm-hmm. You guys can easily be a conference or League Two club. Mm. If you t- decide to say, oh, we're going to become a Saturday club, start in the, in the, in the Middlesex County, whatever league it is, you guys will walk it to become a professional club very, very soon. Mm. What is stopping you from doing that? Because, bro, like, like I was saying kind of off camera a bit, Sunday League, what Sunday League to us is, is what everyone where everyone started mm. and sunday league football before we started filming it no one respected sunday league football they just looked at us it's, it's, it's old men smoking and whatever and that's fine because that is sunday league football as well yeah. but there's levels in it if you want to play at the top level of sunday league football people are now fit they're playing saturdays sunday football means something mm. like it's the it's grassroots it's muddy pitches rubbish pitches um dodgy liners dodgy refs but it's our it's our game mm. yeah semi-professional money comes in and and people don't love their club on a saturday yeah. they don't i, I know it because you know it like man them don't love their club on a saturday but they love the dons and it's like um we love sunday league football mm. and we're really we don't feel that our work is done at sunday league yet to try and do as much as we can for this scene people will love us or hate us but we're very, we're sunday league mm. um so that's why we're not we don't want to go semi-pro I, I, you can never write nothing off. You mm. can never write nothing off because, of course, I have FC Dons in the FA Cup. That would be that would be a dream come true, bro. Rav, you're you gonna have, you're gonna sell. It'd be a dream come yeah. true, but at the same time, our FA Cup comes in in terms of the London Cup mm. and and the Nationals Cup that we do yeah. on a Sunday and all these other things we do. And I think Sunday League football, it, it gives everyone hope. You don't have to be a fantastic player to play Sunday, and that's fine. Yeah. You might play in the cage or all this stuff where you play in your area and it means something to you because people. People will try and tell you that Sunday League don't mean nothing. Yeah. Do you understand? Oh, it's just Sunday League. I'm focused on this. But it does mean something, bro. Yeah. And it's all right to, to mean something. And that's what, with the Dons, 
we're so in your face because we love it. Mm. We love what we love Sunday League. It is our Champions League final is the Kent Cup final. Yeah. Do you understand? And that's for so many people across the country. So that, to answer your question, I don't usually have an answer for it. I don't really know, bro. I don't know where we're going to be in the future. I just know that our work within Sunday League and grassroots football isn't done yet. In regards to, I guess now, with sponsorships and stuff like that, that becomes an easier thing. Like, mm. um, how are you kind of attracting more people? Are they just watching your views? Are they contacting you? Are you still yeah. to reach out? I think, um, I, I, you know, it is, bro. Like, we live in we live in a social media world now, man. Mm. And our, our engagement and our numbers make sense for um, a sponsor to get on board. Yeah. Um, I also, also as well, like Andy Anso, who's our chairman, he's like a mentor as well. Yeah. And he, he, he never wants to take anything for free. He doesn't want to just, oh, take, take, take. We want to make sure we deliver on it. Mm. So we know that if you're a company and you're going to put your name on our shirt, or you're going to throw this amount of money at us, we'll make sure we deliver. Mm. The deliverables have to make sense on our part as well. Yeah. And, and honestly, bro, I'll be honest, at the end of the day, we bring in like two million views a month and the engagement that we get, it makes sense yeah. for, for, for people to sponsor and work with the Dons because mm. of who are... Uh, what's the word? Um, demographic. Demographic. Yeah. Or who our demographic is. Mm. Kids and black kids, white kids, Asian kids, all different backgrounds, streets. We're cool. Essidons is, is, is that demographic. Mm. So I think that's why they come to us, bro. And in terms of merchandise, how's that doing? Really good, bro. Really well, man. Um, selling all over the world, bro. Mm. All over the world. And that's credit to um, Big G because he handles the, the merchandise side of, of the mm. business. And Geek as well. It does a good job with him. So how does it kind of work in terms of kind of ownership? Is there like specific owners? Is you going to do like shares? Like, okay, you can own 2%, you can own... Or is that, no, we've started this and I'm going to give shares to people and then you or you work for the company. How would it kind of work? Yeah, so there's... We've got, what, four or five? There's four people on, on paid, paid, paid employment from, yeah. from SE Dons. Um, we, we, we built an office ourselves um, and we work full-time on a project. So everyone gets gets their their even shares, yeah. and everyone works for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's always opportunities. We're still trying to expand and grow, but we started, bro. with nothing. We started just me and Chris, yeah. and now, like I said, we built an office. We've um, people are getting paid merchandise, selling all over the world. Do you understand? When I when I sometimes I sit with you and I talk about that, bro, what we've, what we've done is it's amazing, man. No, it's but beautiful. we all but we we we. we I, I take it back to that like, I told you that time when I used to go to school. I've never the, the, the dinner card story, bro. I can't get over it. Mm. Do you understand? That's why I think for me sometimes, it, it, I need to learn to kind of sit back and say, "Hey, bro, we've done really good." Mm. But I'm constantly trying to go there because I'm still not you, where you I want to be. You don't where you, where you want to be. Yeah, and the yeah. thing is, and you look back and reflect, you you actually where Doing you want well. to be. I mean, you mm. can you can go further, but yeah. you've actually done. Because what that also does is inspiration to young people coming from our culture and communities that. You know, as to do the role thing, you know. Trust me, bro. You guys have done this legitimately by yeah, doing yeah. something that people love. But it's naturally. also it's also what I was also say as transferable skills. Yeah. Because the for me, yeah, I, the reason why I fell into the road the road thing, like I said, I'm old enough now to look back and ask myself these questions. Andrew, why did you do that? Mm. I, I never glamorize it either. It's not like I'm proud of. I made my mum my mum very upset. Do you understand with certain things that I'll never go over, bro? Mm. And it's like what I've done is. It was all because I didn't want to get a job and do a nine to five yeah. or work in a situation that I just I, I, there's 24 hours in a day mm. and I, I, I want to use them hours. Maybe it's selfish, I don't know, but I want to use them to make something happen. Yeah, so 
when I was on the roads, my, my for example, my phone was on twenty four seven. Like I don't, I don't get. It doesn't get to five o'clock, and I just sit back and I start watching TV and eating biscuits. So it's a reason why I say to a lot of these men that are out here at the moment, they're actually learning like self, like entrepreneurial entrepreneurship skills. Bro. Mm. Yeah. So I, I took them skills into what I was doing. All right, cool. I wanted to do this YouTube thing. I need a Mac. But it means you have to invest in yourself. Mm. So kids might need skills. You have to invest in them. Mm. Yeah. I had to get this stuff. I, I had to say to Chris, bro, we're working full time. It's not, it's not a, um, oh yeah, let's take a few days off. Mm. It's full time, bro. So these are all transferable skills, man. When you're on the road, you're working with people, your mm. customers and everything. You have to learn to speak. And there's a lot of things that people can take, bro, mm. and say, you know what? If, if, what I'm trying to say in, in short, if people that are kids that are out here and they're going down that route, especially, remember, because 2022 is different now as well from when we was coming up, yeah? Definitely. But these kids that are kind of going down that route now, there's another angle. Because the ho- a lot of the times, because you want money, um, you can make it now through legitimate ways, like you said, expressing yourself, man. Computer. If you're not making money online in this day and age, bro, then what? Come on, man. Mm. It's the, that's the era we're, that we're in. Mm. So I think it's just transferable skills, man. And it, it's about taking that jump and saying, bro, I want to do this. Look what you're doing here, bro. Like, mm. who's pushed you to do this? It's you. <laughs> you understand this? So people, th- th- there's ways, man. You don't have to go down down the roads. You really don't, bro. But when and they're young and impressionable, it's, it's easy to get to get sucked in. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And I guess it's not just SE Dons. As you said, there's Bay Tees. There's, um, I mean, they've turned semi-pro now, hashtag. Yeah. And there's quite a few different things. And I remember back in, I think, it would have been 2018 or 19. I put all you guys in a group chat. I was saying basically, obviously Robbie um, took that idea and we made it into Blood Brothers. Series, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was saying, okay, you got all these sort of teams that are doing amazing, right? And of course, you're all in your leagues. Why don't you create a super league that would com- basically not compete with the Premier League, but will get to the point where it's a competition where people will sponsor massively and then you work out dividends on who brings the most audience, be it SC Dons, be it Bay Tees. I mean, Hackney Week at the time, we were just <laughs> the organisers. We didn't bring any viewership, but mm. we were Arsenal Fan TV. Is that something that you think in the future you can create a league of the best social media and then you have sort of rights to it as well? Because yeah, yeah. I think personally, that is a, so even if it's not the actual main league you're playing, but it's like the Champions League. Mm. So you've got group, group stage and so on. Is that something that you might look to do in the future? Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's where it's going, man. Yeah. It's going that way. Um, but yeah, it's very important that you keep the authenticity. Mm. You know what I mean? There's um, Sunday League football is authentic. Yeah. Like when we're playing Bickley, uh, we're just a, just a bunch of men from Bickley or whatever. Mm. There's something authentic about that mm. as opposed to we're playing this team, they film their games as well. They've watched the Dons. They've seen that the Dons make noise, so now they're making noise. Yeah. We're on the, we're on the sideline and they're, they're singing silly chants, but it's not authentic. Yeah, Do you understand? Yeah. And that's something I've noticed sometimes when we play these YouTube teams. They don't feel authentic. Mm. Whereas when we play, like I said, when we're playing a, um, a Bickley or a Lullingstone or a Blendon, it's, it's this Sunday League football, bro. Like, and how do those teams kind of react to you? Because is it the thing that where they just don't like it? The one of them dash up what do each other day, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the thing that where they're trying to, the hardest to actually do you guys over? Yes, bro. It's fun. It's weird. It's weird because there's, there's, you know, because we've been doing it long enough now within the Sunday League community, um, we didn't just pop out and over with cameras on some production thing. Yeah. Like, so everyone, 
we know a lot of people mm. anyway. So they know we're not we're not gimmicks, innit? Mm. Um, but there's some people that don't they don't like it. They mm. really don't like us. I think it's more jealousy and hatred, mm. innit? I don't I don't understand. But then because for example, when we play at Bay Tees, that's authentic. We yeah. both we go at each other. They love their club, we love our club, it never goes further. There'll be other clubs that we play with singing our songs, or whatever, and they just think they you can see in their voice and the way they're speaking yeah. that they really don't like us. Mm. Do you understand? Um, but again, it's, that's what Sunday League football is, man. That's yeah. how we love it. And that's what I'm saying, what you said about your idea. That's definitely where it's going. Mm. But for me, the key to everything is keeping the authenticity. So how do you get YouTube teams? Because remember, we're, we're, we are a YouTube team, yeah. but we're a Sunday League side yeah. as well. We're a Sunday League football team, where there's other teams that are just YouTube teams. Mm. They don't know, they don't really rate Sunday League football either. Mm. They're just a YouTube side or they've held, who holds trials on a Sunday League? Mm. So Sunday League usually is you've grown up together, that's your people. Yeah. There's teams, they hold trials and they're bringing him from North London, him from, you, know, it's, it's, you lose yeah, you lose the authenticity. But, but as you say that, mm. I just wonder, I just think I said it earlier, well, how do you get a trial for SC Dons? I think personally, right, mm. that's a series in itself, yeah. become a Don. Yeah, yeah. So guys, we, we're looking for the new Don, we're looking for the new super striker, put your application in. Yeah. That will go crazy. So if you get the guy to do it on some camera, yeah. I get him that idea. But I think mm. honestly, that would be a thing where you get people from all over yeah. trying to become a Don. You nah, do definitely. Trial, so. it, it's definitely things that can happen. But mm. I, again, for, for us, bro, it's just what makes the Dons is our authenticity. Yeah. yeah? Um, I'll give you an example. Yeah, When young Philly put out that he wants to play Sunday League football, mm. like, we're a friend of Philly. Yeah. Philly's been supporting the Dons from early, from Catford. Mm. If it, it makes sense, if, if Philly's going to play for a Sunday league team, it actually makes sense for him to play for SC Dons. Yeah. Because um, this, we're his club. Mm. We are, we actually are. He knows that. But he put out he wants to play Sunday league football, yeah? Now, if we was thinking on a business thing, we know if we bring young Philly to SC Dons, the views will go mad. Yeah. Because it's young Philly. He's worked so hard for his platform and big him up, yeah? But if we brought him to SC Dons, we, the views would have been mad, yeah. yeah? But we didn't, bro. Because... We, we didn't want to use Young Philly for his name yeah. and say, oh, yeah, because you're Young Philly, come play for Dons. We, we can't guarantee you you're going to play, bro. You know what's yeah. there? That's <laughs> the honest, harsh truth. We told him come play for the X1s and he, he didn't want to play, so he's yeah. like, all right, cool. Then he went and played for UTR. Mm. But my, that's the point I'm trying to make. I think that's what makes the Dons the Dons. Mm. We, we, we saw Young Philly was available, but, bro, we can't guarantee you to play. So we're not, we're not just going to bring you in, oh, SC Dons unveil new player, Young Philly. Mm. It's, 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 it's not SC Dons, bro. Mm. Do you understand? So... I think, I just think for anyone that's doing what we're doing, the Dons are doing, authenticity is the key, bro, man. You can't, nothing is forced, even the Dons, like, it might, some people will say, oh, it's a panther, man, Big G, just, he's going mad for the cameras. He, bro, he's not, bro. Mm. I know G, on and off camera, he's, he takes everything serious. Mm. If we're playing a bloody game, he should play you at table tennis. Mm. He's sick at table tennis, you know. He don't want that smoke. I know you do the table tennis team. <laughs> you see G, yeah? He don't want that smoke. Big G he, don't he's want that sick smoke. at table tennis, I ain't gonna lie to you. But my point, I was, I, that just came to my head because I'm saying anything that he does, he wants to win, bro. He's mm. severely serious. Um, but, yeah, man. Even, I mean, to the point that even he's on Sky Sports, okay, right? yeah, okay, yeah, and like, he's himself, bro. And it's like, mm. when you're looking at we just thought there's a, t a bunch of friends and now we've mm. managed to get so much attention and now we're on Sky Sports yeah. on a weekly bro, basis. You, you should see the abuse he gets on a Saturday, like every Saturday when he plays. Mm. The abuse he gets is mad, bro. Like, yeah. like proper. And that's what I'm saying, it's weird because... A lot of the time, it, it feels like really. genuine, like, mm. they hate him, innit? Yeah. So it's weird, bro. It's a weird one. But he, he, that's what I'm trying to say. He deserves everything, because yeah. he's been through a lot, man. No, definitely. So he's definitely. doing his thing. And I mean, to touch on sort of hard subjects as well, and mm. I know recently um, you just posted about your mum as mm. well, and you said there's someone that was very instrumental in regards to SC Don's washing the kits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
when you brought this idea to her and she mm. was part of it, I mean, how did that make me? Did you, was it funny like real? Like, did you feel like I'm making mom proud now? Yeah, bro. Like, my mom was like my biggest supporter. Bro. She was my biggest fan. Um, my dad is, is as well. But my dad was more, um, when I was kind of getting in trouble and that my dad was more like he needs to get a job or my dad was the one that would come to you early, you need to start paying rent, you, you know what I'm trying to mm. say? Because he's just been making me a man, he's teaching mm. me to be a man. But my mum was my biggest supporter because a part of the reason why I stopped making music was because the trouble I was getting in. Um, and and I, I, needed, I needed to, I, I was living illegitimately mm. and I needed to, to find something that I can do to come away from what I'm doing. And... Um, when I started doing the um, SE Dons, I was filming SE Dons, but I was still um, kind of dabbling. Mm. And um, I'm just, I always, I'm so thankful that my mum got to so much, see my transition because my mum was my was the biggest supporter because I went and applied for a job with Sky yeah. to become an engineer. So I went and done a, a three week course at, um, up in Brentford yeah. um, when I was putting away the line and everything. Mm. I said, ah, cool, let me just go straight. I'm going straight, getting a job, cool. When I got the job, I, I done well, passed the interview, done the training, I got the job, bro. Like, I can't remember how much it was, but it was a decent job. Mm. Free sky and everything, yeah? Um, but, bro, I, I only done it to, it wasn't for me. I done it to please my mum and my dad yeah. and my sisters. Um, and I remember when I got the job and they was all congratulating me and I said to my mum, I said, why, why is everyone, con mm. I don't want the job, I don't want to work here. Why are you, they not congratulating me when I'd when I done this or done that, whatever? Yeah. And my mum, like, she knew I didn't want it, bro. Yeah, like, and it, it, I, was, I was there for, bro, two and a half weeks, literally. Yeah. And I remember I woke up one morning and I was knackered, yeah. And my mum was a mum, you know. She'd bring me a cup of tea in the morning. Yeah. And woke me up early with a cup of tea. And I was like, wow, I don't want to go. And she's like, she's like, Andrew, this ain't for you, man. This ain't for you. Like, li bro, imagine that, you know. She, so I've just transitioned from what I'm doing. She knew what I was doing. Mm. And I'm coming away from that. I need this job because otherwise I'm not going to be making money. She told me, it's not for you. What you're doing with Essie Dons? Keep doing it, mm. keep doing it, yeah? She used to message me, bro, like every two days, oh, you've got, you got 10,000 subscribers now, Andrew. <laughs> Next two days, oh, you've got 11,000 now? Mm. Bro, hey, Bobby, bro, everyone loves their mum. Mm. Yeah, but my mum was a very, like, she, she was such a supporter. Mm. And, and that's why, like, like, I'm so happy that her name lives on through what we're doing. Mm. And I made a vow, bro, I swear to, I swear to you, like, I say it in my, my lyrics and it's not a joke, it's, it's real, you can ask my friend, you can ask George, George knows everything about my life. When she went, bro, I threw away my line, bro. Mm. Threw it away on that day, yeah, and I said, never, never again, I'm not doing it, because I made her really upset with that. Mm. And I stuck to it, bro. And like, now, we're in a position, I'm full-time employed with Essie Dons. I have an office that I built, that we own, and her name lives on because everyone shouts anything for Paula. And sometimes I feel weird about that because it's not about me. Mm. Do you understand? It's lovely that they um, that they say it, and I'm sure will be happy about that. But we've done that when we won the cup final. We've done anything for Paula. But the reason why anything for Paula lives on because, like, like I told you, it represents more than that. Jordan's lost his mum and his dad. Drops. That's a whole different story. Bear man have lost parents, and mm. you don't have to be a parent. It could be a girl or your sister or something. But that's what anything for Paula represents. Like we'll do anything for the Dons. Anything for Paul, anything for people that we've loved and lost. I know I've waffled a bit, but no, so no, I forgot, I've forgotten no, the question. Yeah, I've forgotten the question, but you've, 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 it was something about my mum, innit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was just that she was a massive influence. She was a real supporter of what I'd done. And, and your, your dad now. My dad is a man as well, bro. Yeah, my, my dad. My son. Trust me, man. And like, like my dad, my dad he, he gave me tough love, innit? Mm. Um, my dad's like, um, his family's Irish. Mm. Yeah, and uh, my dad, like, he was very strict when, when I was growing up. Really strict, man. Like I said, took me to church every week. Um, 
any problems at school, I'd tell, tell my mum and I'd, I'd beg her, don't tell dad, you know what I'm trying mm. to say? That's how he raised me, fall over, get up. But it was my sister, he'd pick her up and kiss her. Mm. Um, so that's what I'm trying to say from early. He came to me, got to start paying rent. That kind of, he was a man's man. Mm. And right now, yeah, he inspires me so much because sometimes he feels as though um, he, he let me down a bit because he he, he's never made money, never. But he, I always explain to him, you've always been there. And all of my, I think I'm the only one of my friends, when I, when I think about it, that hasn't been prison, bro. Yeah. The only one, do you know what I'm trying to say? And I tell him, I was like, dad, like, you, you could have given me pocket money or bought me driving lessons or nothing. But, bro, if I make money now, yeah, if I take a girl out now, yeah, and I spend, I don't make nothing, there's mm. money in it. Mm. He's been there for man the whole time. Mm. And he's still there now, and he's still an example with how humble he is and how he, and how he is. And with the Dons, we're not angels, man. But yeah. at every game, he's always bigging up the opponents. He's always mm. talking to the opposition manager. He's lost his wife, his whole house, like his whole life. Mm. And I just get to watch him and how he handles things. Because I've gone through heartbreak. Yeah. And, 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 and I, sometimes I think, Dad, how can I be complete? You've lost everything. Mm. But he's still there, man. He's still there for my sisters. It's and, that, and that's what it is. The lesson, that, yeah, mm. the lesson in that is that a lot of times people think that, oh, I have to provide money. Yes. Your presence is the most presence, important bro. thing. Just being there. Yeah, just being there. You, I can't provide everything for you, but yeah. me being there is the most and, and, important And that's thing. what I mean. And that's like, because I used to work with kids as well. When, Because when, um, I, when I told you before, I went into music, I was mm. trying to do the coaching route. Mm. And um, a lot of the times, I felt good because I was a positive role model to some of these kids. Yeah. And that's why I said at the start when you asked me that question about how important it is and how integral it is. I can't articulate it because I'm fortunate to have had my both parents there, whereas others, others don't. But I just feel having them both there, it, it's a love in your heart, do you understand? That yeah. kind of helps me. It's, it's obvious when you're young and, you're, and I'm five, six, I have my, my dad was my superhero, yeah. do you know what I mean? So having him there, and the morals that he taught me about how to treat women and because I had four sisters bro it's yeah. tough you know like mm. sharing a bedroom with four girls bro imagine <laughs> but like and they will push you man but if you if I was to ever lay a finger on them mm. ah bro I'm in trouble yeah. so these are just little values he taught me from early and faith and he taught me how to pray and in regards to faith I'm gonna say it's something that you're still really yeah, much yeah. involved with now mm, yeah man definitely it's everything to me yeah but I'm, I'm not a perfect I'm not a perfect Christian I couldn't um I couldn't quote you. Some people tell you, well, this verse says this. I couldn't. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, it's how I grew up and I went Catholic school, Catholic secondary school. But I can go to any church and yeah. just pray, do you know what I mean? But it's for me, it's, it's everything for me. Yeah. It's everything. And with SC Dunsner, is there like a pre-season tour? Like we go and play matches in Canada, go to America and set up mm. matches do in Australia? Do you know Australia. Is it? Like, um, COVID really slowed us down bro like it, it, it didn't it, it just delayed i say i say to the man it just delayed us it didn't it, it hasn't stopped us but it delayed because we had plans it was meant to go fly out to america with dc it was gonna do something with dc united in the yeah. mls covid killed that um there's a lot of things that covid put a halt on because we haven't been able to make plans yeah. you've been you're in the football world yeah. you know what i mean we haven't been able to be like right, this is what we're gonna do for pre-season or this is what we're gonna do with puma but it seems like we're coming to an end now so um yeah, we'll be looking to plan for pre-season from now, man. So I'm gonna say, is it, is it a Puma thing now? Because Adidas was there at one point. Is it like was with um, was with Kit, Kit Locker, mm. um, and there was like a middleman between us and Adidas, mm. um, and then we done a deal with Puma, Puma Teamwear. Okay. So that's who we've currently Puma Teamwear. Okay. Mm. And like I said, for me personally, it's, you're inspiring me. Like I'm gonna be on the camera myself today, <laughs> first team at chairman holding the camera. Yeah. We're playing against Grimsdown actually. So yeah. like you guys inspired me. So I'm doing the same thing, following the same footstep, and all I can say, watching from afar, 
what you guys are doing is amazing. How you build up, you've got the man them involved. I see young maddies involved. It's like, it's inspiring. Mm. And you guys can actually mobilize. The fact you can mobilize two and a half thousand people to go to a Sunday league match, yeah. that is powerful. Mm. A lot of people can't get 2,000 people in the, at their concerts. Yeah. Like, yeah. You guys are doing that in, in regards just as a Sunday league football team. Mm. That's amazing. So all I can say is more power to you guys. I'm watching from afar, mm. keep doing what you're doing. I would say Hackney with FC versus SC Dons, but mm-hmm. we're not ready. Maybe yeah. our first team, but not, not, yeah, not, yeah. not uh, we lost 7-0, the, yeah, yeah. the um, reserve team, which mm. I played, we lost our yeah. fantasy video, but so we're not ready, but yeah. you, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. Nah, I love them, bro. Out, and big up you as well, Bobby. I think what you're doing is amazing as well. Like, to, to come out and transition yourself as well, it needs to be spoken about because it's inspirational. Again, you take inspiration from us. I do from you, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, no excuses and, man, work. So keep going, bro. Love, bro. Big up, man.